This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Chris Gary, and Jared Timms. G'day, punters. We're nine rounds into the NRL season, and that means we're also nine episodes into the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. We are your one stop shop for everything relating to footy. Betting, hot takes, tips, predictions, all things rugby league. My name is Jared Timms. With me, as he always is, Broncos, Maroons, Kangaroos, Indigenous All-Stars. hi Former player, Gerald Yao Yi. That's me. That's me. Number uno in How this was... podcast. Oh, sorry. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> How was week one with Ranger Stacey oh, on it was, Radio? It was absolutely amazing. Uh, we're a couple of days in, gentlemen, and... Uh, she hasn't brought any furry animals yet. Speaking of, a man whose round eight multi-leg single-handedly delivered the Cowboys an enormous win over the Eels. <laughs> Good thing he's a Walkley winner as well. Chris Gary. What are you doing to me, Cowboys? <laughs> I literally I wrote you off in week two, week three, week four, and now I'm really starting to question everything about life. So, uh, no, honestly, they are playing so much better than I imagined they could. Um, I still think that performance was more about the Eels and the Cowboys, though, so I still don't think they'll make the eight. You're still running them down to the the lowest, I love it. Yeah, you've kind, of, <laughs> you've kind of ruined my first question there, to be honest. I was going to say, we famously didn't expect much of them at the beginning of the year, me particularly. I think Todd Payton, in fact, might be one of the uh, the better coaches on the rise after what I said in week one. Yeah, what's going on there? We Week one, when we were talking, um, and just shows how much we know about rugby league, right? We get <laughs> us three get together and we were supposed to know a lot, but uh, yeah, he's really showed why uh, they've had a big, big preseason and defensively they've been outstanding. I mean, it's not all about uh, scoring all the Larry tries on the weekend. They did show that. But defensively, they, they're, I think they're sitting third uh, in the whole comp with the most uh, points uh, conceded. So it's huge for the Cowboys and everyone up there in North Queensland. The Cows, of course, coming up against the Knights this week. The Knights led the comp after two weeks. They've lost all six games since leading the competition after round two. Now, Chris, what's gone wrong for the Knights this season? Is there a way out in current Nick? Uh, No, there's not. (laughs) To speak bluntly, yeah. Look, I think it's another case of a team that isn't firing up for their coach. I see them completely bereft of confidence. Um, Their ability to attack is non-existent. Um, Yeah, I know they're missing a lot of players, and uh, Adam O'Brien continually points that out, but... What they they should they've been treading water for a while and they're going backwards now. Signs aren't good at all. I think they need an overhaul of the coach and the roster. Gerard, we spoke about this at length in our Ned's unpopular opinions mm, on Tuesday. Anything else to add? No, I just think he's uh, he's a man ready to be shot. Like he's not far away. And as much as that, uh, you know, disheartening to hear for all the Newcastle Knights fans out there. Um, Maybe it might be the best thing for them. Uh, and it's, it, uh, it sucks that we have to lead towards the coach, but you're not going to get rid of all your players. You just That's the person that's got to go. But who comes in for that job, Chris? Like if someone, yeah. you know, if he leaves, where, where do they go? Does Danny Badiris come in? Does, I mean, you can't put Joey Johns in there. I mean, No, but you raise a very good point is that Badiris could actually step in yeah. and be an interim coach very easily. Um, this is a year where there's actually quite a number of coaches uh, available. Cameron Seraldo, um, probably leading the pack. He's Panthers assistant. They've tried to pry him out of there numerous times. Christian Wolf over in the UK is another great yep. choice. Then you've got Paul Green as well, who's sitting back waiting for a job. I know um, Paul Green didn't have great success with the Roans, but I still think he's a great coach. He can be a bit divisive. His um, his methods don't always work with certain players, but there's no doubt that what he did in 2017 with the Cowboys to take them to the GF without JT still 
is still quite amazing to me. I think we lost a good coach from Queensland, actually, just recently. Rowan Smith, who went to Leeds Rhinos. I honestly thought he was going to get a gig. I know his pedigree and obviously his father, you know, from from being over there in in England. But I think we're going to see him sometime in the near future in the NRL because he's a very good coach. Speaking of coaches recently lost to Queensland Rugby League, I think Anthony Seabold is an assistant at the Knights, isn't he? Um, he does well, some, he was an some consulting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is he an yeah. option? Uh, look, I actually quite like Anthony. I had a good relationship with him. He had a spectacular failure at the Broncos, which he will admit. But, um, yeah, things didn't work out for them. I don't think Anthony's a bad coach. I think he was in a really poor environment and he got way ahead of himself and made some mistakes. Um, I, I still, He's been working with Eddie Jones over in rugby. So um, he's a very analytical person. He's very much a lecturer, a textbook type person. It worked with South when he was there with an older group. It didn't work at the Broncos with a younger group. Carl Lawton. Fair send off easily. Uh, I love I love what he brings to the game, aggression and and how he plays the game. Um, but you just don't leave the ground when you're trying to tackle some. He's he's jumped into that tackle and it looks obviously Cameron Murray's a, a tougher guy than he was. You you probably would have seen a lot of other people lay down. Cameron Murray popped to his feet, actually come into his defence in an interview as well and said, um, you know that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes when you're trying to defend very well. If he had just you know, went and conceded with that tackle and not jumped into it. It would have been a great one, but yeah, a send off is is enough. Four weeks, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think that's about yeah. right. The thing is, people say, "Oh, there was no intent." I don't care. Like, you don't need intent. Um, whether it was Alex McKinnon, um, Jared McCracken back in the nineties, there's oh, been yeah. so many, um, so many awful tackles that no one intended to hurt anyone. No. But if you get it that wrong. You have to you have to go. It's that simple. And he got it quite wrong. He's a real character, Carl Lawton. So I uh, feel a bit bad for them. He's one of he's one of the re- like guys. I said. Do you reckon if if there was someone else in that tackle, I reckon he he gets more weeks. Yeah. You know if they carry on a little bit. But lucky for agree, you know it's yeah. Cameron Murray. He jumps straight up. I thought there were a lot of positives in that game from a Manly fan's perspective, to Shut be honest. Up, look, <laughs> <laughs> look I, I really thought they were really, really good given the circumstances. I think down to 12 men five minutes into nah, the game. You, without yeah. Turbo, probably more so this season, actually, without Olakuatu, who's been our most prolific try scorer and everything, they probably had the right to put their heads down, go into the break 30 points down. They didn't do that. Uh I'm more confident. I mean, I know the Panthers and the Storm are a long way ahead of everyone. They have a lot of work to do. But I'm actually more confident in their premiership credentials after that loss than what I have been after most of Manly's wins well, this season. It's fascinating battle this week, obviously. Jackson Hastings up against... Uh, oh, yeah. Daly yeah. Cherry Evans. What's, Not the Manly um, Seagulls. It's Daly Cherry Evans. That's who he's up against. Yeah, well, you're obviously tight with Cherry Evans. Can you shed some insight there? What, how's he feeling this week? Oh, yeah, look, I, I when I spoke to him last, he, you know, obviously them going a man down and, um, you know, having that situation, he thought they showed great character to stay in it in that little bit. But when you go a man down that early in the game, you're going to lose the situation with Jackson um, Hastings. I think it's going to be an interesting one on the weekend. Um, yeah, they didn't leave on the best note and... Let's just say we'll keep an eye on them too this weekend. But the thing is that in a, in a footy team, and you speak really well to this, Joel, is that not everyone gets on. Sometimes no. you have you just can't cop likes. You just no. And there's you know what there's there are some smart ass young ones, yeah. and I can imagine that's what Jackson Hastings was. And I can tell you this: Ches doesn't take much shit. So if he, he likes to you know throw banter and play games with the best of them, but. Yeah, if you if you push the buttons too much, not probably just him as well, but I reckon around in the, you know, around the uh, the whole place, 
yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run into a bit of trouble, and that's um, what happened there. Well, speaking of halves, Ash Taylor's recent career, yeah, very plagued by injury release. Oh, dearie me, injury. Just getting a bit excited here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> specifically, uh, he's got some pretty bung hips. Unfortunately, it's forced his early retirement this week. Gerald, do you think we've missed out on witnessing a great of the game? Yeah, look, I <clears throat> I always say this. When you, some of our young kids leave too early, um, especially at the Broncos as well. Would we be able to manage, manage him? Maybe not his body, but I think he would have had a better career if he had stayed at the Broncos. Uh, he probably... Um, you know, would have played uh, a lot more um, games. I mean, look, he did get – was he Dally M Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year in 2016, I believe? Been, yeah. yeah, I think he was. So, look, he hasn't had a bad career. He's played uh, for Indigenous All-Stars as well, and um, he's done some great things in the game. But, yeah, I, I, I think he just missed the jump a little bit, um, Bones. Um, Mo, we used to call him Mo Sislak at the Broncos. <laughs> he looks like Mo Sislak. But <clears throat> got a lot of time for Ash, and uh, obviously with some of the stuff he went through in his, uh, in his life, I've been, you know, been able to be – uh, you know, at the forefront of that, of being able to see, you know, how he how he um, handled his, you know, some of his demons. So, you know what, I, it's better to have a career than have nothing at all. So, um, it's not a hard one. It's not an easy one to do. I definitely know personally to to pull the pin. But when you do, uh, you, you you feel this weight off your shoulder, and I could imagine Ash is feeling that right now. Yeah, uh, just with Ash, he, in twenty eighteen, he was so close to an origin birth. Um, people forget this, but he was actually pretty very very close to being picked. Um, he had he was the best probably half in the comp at the start of that yeah. year for the first half of the year. Um, Kevy didn't pick him. He really got upset about that, and he was never the same player. Yeah, he never really has been the same player since 2018, actually. Very good insight. Now, Chris, last week we had a bit of a chat about social media, the mm. keyboard warriors, the difference between we having did. a good argument and just being a knob for the sake of being <laughs> a knob. Uh, you want to have a chat about the trolling of NRL players? Yeah, look, it's uh, and I also just want to call out journalists. It's lazy reporting. Just I'm sick of stories about trolls. Like, can we just move on? Like, we get it. If you're on social media, whether you're a player or you're in the media, whatever, you're going to get targeted, especially players. And I feel for Jacob Arthur being targeted. Get off Instagram. We all know it. This isn't 2017. Um, Twitter's been around for a while now, so is Instagram. Like, just get off it. I understand, I understand some of the reasons why they're on it. I just get frustrated that constantly we have to do the same story over and over again and people don't seem to learn. They're dickheads. They're going to have a go at you. They're probably 13 years old, and all they want is a stupid reply out of you. It's really that simple. Well, I, boys, I'm actually in the dark on this one. I actually actually see what was written. I just heard a little bit of whisper. I just I just heard the noise about it. What's what's actually being basically that you're only getting picked because of your dad. This is the Jacob Arthur, and that oh. you, you shouldn't be in first grade, and blah blah blah, and a lot nastier words than that that we won't repeat. Okay. okay. Um, but but the issue I I just have is that I'm just sick of these tired stories. So. Um, I work a bit in media training with Lisa Curry, and she's uh, got a book out at the moment. Just a little plug there. It came out today, I think, actually. But um, we do some media <laughs> training with her. And what she actually uh, gets is 20,000 times worse. I'm just tired of trolls being a story. Let's just move on. What What about you, Jarrell? You would have copped a fair bit over your career. Oh, I've copped a little bit, but I, to be honest, I'm... I kill him with kindness. Like I don't, I don't, it doesn't doesn't bother me what people say to me. Like like you said, I was probably brought up. For me, I was brought up in a different era. Where, you know, I've got pretty thick skin, so um, you know, I also grew up in the era in a, in a dressing room with Justin Hodges. Uh, you know, some of the some of the best sledges in the game. So, you know, um, you just 
for me, and this is me, I'm not saying this to everybody, this, for me, I just get over it. I just move on. I don't let someone who I don't know who's sitting behind a profile um, get under my nerves at all. I just move on. You are really good at, uh, at throwing a blanket over it, actually. One thing that comes to mind a few weeks ago, someone said one of your opinions was a croc, and you responded with a photo of croc's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and, he, and the guy wrote, touche. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, hang on. How, how do you respond to that? Well, well, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean... They'll call you a dickhead, but then it's going to go worse and worse. Sometimes <laughs> I just like to feed you to the Lions as well, which are my uh, fans on Twitter. I just read posts and just, you know, put <laughs> eyes towards the comment and people just go bang. So good luck coming after me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's the best way to deal with it. Speaking of the best way to deal with things, the best way to deal with finding winners is Ryan Cook. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. Look out, it's everyone's favourite form expert and fondler, Ryan Cook. Hello, boys. How are we this week? Better. Excellent. Better. Any winners? Uh, nothing? No, nothing this weekend. Uh, nothing to write home about anyway. I'll just, yeah, nothing. Looks like there's plenty to sink our teeth into this week. Ryan, don't argue. Look, guys, I was going to go Xavier Coates this week, but we've spoken about him ad nauseum on this show. So, uh, <laughs> Carl Felt. Hat trick against the Eels on Saturday in Darwin and a natural one too, all three in order, which you don't see very often. His first one was a beauty and then it was paying $15 to score a Hattie. Most importantly, he continues to punish Para, has now scored in six of his last seven games against the Eels. Back to that game really quickly, guys. Did that say more about the Cowboys defensively, do you think, or more about what Parramatta looks like in terms of how tired they look and and just not taking their chances? Chris? Yeah, I think um, it says more about Parramatta, but Cowboys are surprising me. Like, well done, um, Scott Drinkwater. Um, it's an intriguing battle there now with Hammerso uh, back as well. But, yeah, I-, I thought the Eels looked flat, flat. Obviously, a huge game this week for the Eels. Oh, I think they may have been having a look at that. Is Scott Drinkwater a Queenslander? Yes. Well, no, is, is he? It? No, I no, actually had this cost... conversation yesterday, yeah. and uh, one of our – Mutual friends, Jural, is quite confident he's a New South Wales Okay, so. okay, because I was going to say. Coughs doesn't matter, <clears> though, <throat> because Greg Inglis was from uh, Bowerville, which is further south than oh, Coughs, and that's well, in Queensland. Just let it so. go, boys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bit of a grey area. No, look, yeah. we've just, I've just um, rolled snake eyes on that. It's Penrith he's from. But yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty far <laughs> into New South Wales. <laughs> Ryan, I'm tipping there are a few punters' pals in round eight. A pretty familiar one, too, to start off with. It's Jono Alex Johnson versus Manly. Um, he's now scored a try in each of his last five games, as Timsy knows all too well. Mm-hmm. Crossed 32 minutes in last Friday night, paying $1.82 anytime. Just want to talk on the Rabbitohs quickly, guys, and more specifically one of Johnston's teammates, Campbell Graham. Do you think he's a lock now to play Origin? Another game of 100-plus run metres, try assists, four tackle breaks? I don't think he's a lock. No, I think there's a no, I don't think he is either. Um, yeah. I think Katoni Staggs would have a lot Katoni to say about Staggs that. Staggs is definitely a lock on, in right centre. He's, he's earned that position. The left is pretty open. Yeah. Stephen oh. Crichton's got to be there somewhere. Oh, it's Tommy Turbo. Well, yeah. it's, I suppose it all comes down to how well Turbo comes back because he's the one bloke I mean, can just pick l- out a position. God, they're, they're everywhere. For New South Wales, we used to have this problem for Queensland. <laughs> Jeez, it's a great. It's problem nice being on this yeah. side of it for a change. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, the other one, guys, was the Warriors head to head two dollars oh five against the Raiders last week, and they've now won four straight up at Redcliffe. Hudson Young of the Raiders was also a nice little fill up in that game. He scored in each of his last three against New Zealand. Four dollars seventy five any time. Let's talk the Raiders. Another blown lead last week. How hot is the seat under Ricky Stewart, if at all? Scorching. Yep. 
but it seems like he's untouch- like it's just been seen like he's been untouchable for the last couple of years. Yeah, and I guess that goes back to his legacy there at the Raiders. Yeah. But also, Ricky does have a lot of friends in the media. Um, and look, he's been a great coach. There's no doubt about that. But I don't see if unless there's a major turnaround, I don't see how he continues next year. They'll never sack him mid-season though. He's he's meant too much to that club. So it'll be um, performance managed out. Do you know when they were playing really good? Was Andrew McCulloch used to call him all the time on the piss? When I was with him, and it didn't Mac, he didn't know Macca had his number, and it was, it was very very funny. That was very very funny. I used to I used to sit there with Macca when we we're on the on the piece. Just he would call Ricky Shaw, and he'd be like, "Who's this? Who's this?" That is outstanding. Uh, the other name, guys, was Josh Adokar. So he's now crossed the stripe twice. Mm. One on a nice little intercept from Sam Walker, if you don't mind. He was paying seven dollars fifty to score twice, and has now scored in four of his last five games at Core Stadium. And then the other one was uh, Addo Carr's former team and at Melbourne, just their back line in general. Oh. Xavier Coates, hat trick at $9. Justin Olam double at six fifty. Nick Meany anytime at $1.75 just to fill up. I, had, I actually did have a multi on the weekend on that Melbourne game. I had uh, Olam to score first try. Got that. I had uh, Coates to score, Meany to score, and bloody one more bloke to score. Up and out. Yep, and yeah. he didn't bloody score. I was, I was looking <laughs> absolutely at absolutely incredible. I was yeah. looking at like four thousand return, and I just it just hurts me to hear that. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. Round nine tips, guys. I do like Corey Oates uh, versus South Sydney. Has scored a try in five of his last uh, five games against the Rabbitohs. Two dollars seventy any time. Um, and just moving on to the first try scorers. So it's a bit of a rough week for the punters. The book only took one loss, and that was at Ocar at $16 against the Roosters on Sunday. Roughest results were Matt Moylan at $31 mm. against the Broncos and Kieran Foran, $29 against the Bunnies. Tips for the first try scorer. I do like Josh Adokar versus the Raiders. Uh, he's, he's back in form, clearly. He's been the first try scorer in the Bulldogs' last two games. You get $8.50 there in that market. And James Tedesco, I think he's also bouncing back quite nicely versus the Titans. Another man that seems to be finding form across the line last week. Takes on the Titans this week, a team he scored against eight times in 11 career games. Couple of shock losses in round eight there, Ryan. I'm guessing that's led to a bit of movement in our futures market. It has, Timsy. So the Eels and the Sharks, both on the drift, $8 uh, and back out to $10 respectively in premiership betting. Are we willing to give the Sharks a bit of a mulligan after last week's loss to the Broncos, or are they one of the early season pretenders? No, they're they're still in with a chance. I thought the Broncos, especially that second half, their defense was exceptional. Um, I said it's one of the best defensive performances I've seen from them. The Sharks basically threw it all away in the first half, but I expect them to do a number on the Warriors. Any thoughts there, Gerard? No, I think I think they're the real deal. I think the Sharks are the real deal. I just unfortunately, um, you know. They played at Suncorp Stadium with a with a Broncos team wanting to wanting to win at home, and that, that was the, that was the end of it. North Queensland surely firmed after that big win over the Eels, massively. So sixty seven dollars into a healthy thirty four dollars. Are we locking them in for the top four? I think I feel like I ask you guys this every week, but no, they're not going to make nah. the eight. Just, not they're not going to make the eight. eight. <laughs> you know, you heard it here first. <laughs> Who's that? Who I you? think a few people have said that. You've heard it here At again. At least eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah, they're sitting third. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. South Sydney, uh, back in the thick of things, $21 into 13 and the Raiders are uh, now up to triple figures, $101 after their fifth straight loss. 
Fill us with a bit of confidence, Ryan. Did we take any bloody good bets? We had some really, really good ones last week. So 40K on the Bulldogs in the live market to beat the Roosters at $4.75. That one was placed at halftime. When the I would call that ahead. sickening betting, yeah, to wow. be fair. I it's can't believe that. dangerous betting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, $200 on Carl Felt to score a hat-trick at 15. Wow. <laughs> That's outstanding. 17K on the Warriors, 1-12. to 12. 10K on the Rabbitohs to cover. And this one's pretty good too. 9K, Jack White to score any time crossed in the 34th minute. Wow. It's been a few weeks since the multi of the century lobbed Ryan. Anything good this week? One guy's had $10 into just under 18000 Jeez. So five-leg tri-scorer multi. Um, I'm going to probably bugger his name up, but Kaloa Matangi, anytime yep. tri-scorer. No, that's, that's correct. Daly Cherry Evans. Kieran Foran, first tri-scorer. Wow. Tua Pelotu, anytime. And Cody Walker, anytime. Clearly, you'd be sweating bullets, wouldn't you? You should be yeah. sweating bullets. Jeez. It's our favourite point of the podcast every week. Ryan, don't tell the miso. First one's a bit crook. So uh, 30K on the Panthers to cover minus 15 and a half. They only won by 14. <laughs> um, and you have Greg Marshes to blame for that one. Oh. 2K on Reese Walsh to score anytime against the Raiders. That didn't happen. 10K on the Raiders head-to-head at $1.75. This <laughs> one's pretty bad, that? too. We took four individual bets of 20K plus on the Roosters to cover minus 7.5 against the Dogs. Jeez. Same punter or different punters? I think it's different punters. Yeah. Well, mm. hopefully. We know same punter. Yeah. yeah, he's in the doghouse. All right, Ryan, thank you very Sorry, much. You thank you, boys. Boys, any team versus any team allows you to select any two teams in round nine of the NRL and create a bet. If your team outscores the other, you win. Wow. Did you say any team? I said any team versus (laughs) any team. Again, in round nine of the NRL. I've gone St. George. Um, I know because Melbourne are playing St. George. I think everyone thinks it's going to be a blowout, but I actually know... Hook very well. He gets the boys up, especially at Amy Park. And I'm going to go against the New Zealand Warriors. You're getting $2.85 for St. George, $1.39 for the Warriors. I'm going to go the <coughs> Titans to beat the Broncos. I think Ooh. the Rabbitohs are going to put a bit of misery on the Broncos, who are down a few troops, and I don't think are at the stage in their careers where they can back up performances. So Titans to beat the Bronx. I'm going to go the Eels to beat the Knights. Now, I know the Eels are playing against Penrith this week. They've actually got a pretty good record against the men from the, uh, the foot of the mountain. Mm-hmm. It is a question mark, that one. However... The not the Knights are playing the Cowboys. I'm expecting the Cowboys to win 13 plus. There, the Knights have scored a combined four points in the last two weeks. As we speak, Wednesday afternoon, a dollar ninety seven at Neds. I think a, that's put a bit of thought into that. I yeah. think that's I think that's, that's pretty not, good value. Yeah, like here's what all. I prepared earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Punters, of course, T's and C's apply. They are available at the website. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, another week, another failed multi in round eight. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Just tell me. You're uh, you're in the right position to ask that question this week too, Gerald. There were positives here. One of them was you landing the leg of the season so far. Katoni Staggs, any time try scorer for $3, is the most valuable leg we've got home this season. And can I tell you this? I actually had another little side one to myself with Katoni and um, Talakai to score any time. Did he get held up? I didn't watch the last 20 minutes of the game because I was had family stuff going on, but 
Did he get held up in the 78th minute? Someone told me. He did get over the You're line, yeah. They, they sent it upstairs. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely kidding me. So I had Broncos to win 1-12. to 12. Uh, Could Tony Stagg any time and him and... Uh, anytime try scorer and he gets held up. Well, that, so. that sounds like a multi that we'd put together here on the Ned's <laughs> That sounds like one podcast. we should, but we didn't. Yeah, look, this week uh, I've just gone. It's got we've got some good value uh, for it because uh, I, I just think the Broncos having Adam Reynolds back for his big homecoming. I think it's a. I, th- I think the Broncos are gonna are gonna are gonna get them. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a tight game. I don't think they're gonna blow them out of the park, but just knowing how good. Uh, Adam Reynolds is uh, reading his old team, and he's already watched an interview yesterday. He's already done a fair bit of a tape on them, and you know he was saying that they haven't really changed too much. Uh, you know their their backline plays are pretty similar to what he's in. So, you know, I would I would say that they're going to defend very well against the Rabbitohs uh, and just pip them. Yeah, just. They've also already beaten them in twenty twenty two. So you just take mind Broncos games. outright. Mind games. Yes. <laughs> Three dollars ninety. Don't hate Ugh, it at all. He's a man of value. Chris, you're up second this week. Uh, Eels at the line against Penrith for many reasons you just said, and I actually really believe the Eels um, were looking ahead to this game. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, I'm not sure if the Eels can win, but it'll be bloody close. It's a $2 line on Friday night too, so uh, don't hate that at all either. All right, we've already spoken about these two teams quite a bit, so I'm just going to cut to the chase here. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win 13-plus for $1.70. To recap, we're taking the Broncos to win. The Eels at a 13-and-a-half-point line and the Cowboys 13-plus. The bookies have given us a nice little pump this week. What is it? $13. You know what, boys? I haven't got on our one yet. I'm on and I think I'm getting on this one this weekend. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this one. We have to win one. We have to. Yeah. I also have a good feeling about this one. Uh, punters, as always, it's been built for your convenience. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi is available under NRL Round Specials at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. All right, guys, it's time for our final thoughts of the week. Let's start with you, Chris. Yeah, I just uh, want to apologise to Tamari Martin. I didn't think he'd excel at this level, and he has been sensational, and he's about to re-sign with the Broncos on a multi-year extension, which is brilliant news for him. I think he has proven himself to be their number one fullback option for the rest of the year, regardless of Tessie New's uh, injury status. What a great feel-good story. I really doubted that he could come back at this level and fit so seamlessly in, but he's been amazing. He's a very, very talented player. Yeah, and I want to apologise to absolutely nobody. (laughs) Double champ does whatever he wants. That's all i got to say. That's your final thought of the week. That's my final thought. All right. I think we should probably leave it there. Punters, thank you very much for tuning in again. Make sure you give us another go next week. We've got a huge show planned for Magic Round, of course. Cannot wait for that one. You all know the drill. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review on your favourite podcast platform. Find us on the socials at Ned's Oz. Enjoy the footy this weekend. And most importantly, if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.